Nearly 7.34, so the monsoon season was really spurred on by Typhoon Nanmadol hitting this peninsula. We're seeing more frequent rain as well since it passed through, and it doesn't seem enough to actually relieve the severe drought in some regions, which seems to be the worst of both situations. You get the, the pain of the rain without really solving that drought issue. 2017 has turned out to be one of the driest years, possibly the driest since the nation started observing in 1973. Let's talk more about the shortage of water and damage control with Professor Yun Jin Ho from Gwangju Institute of Science and Technology, School of Earth Sciences and Environmental Engineering. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so despite all the rain, we still hear this dry monsoon term being talked about on the news. What exactly do we mean by a dry monsoon? It seems like a paradox. Yes, it is. So uh, in Korea, when we call monsoon, it usually starts from like a late June and July, and then it may last about two months. But then when we say dry monsoon, even though that July comes when it's August, there's not much rain, it's just humid and warm or hot. And that's what we call dry monsoon. And it has been kind of a frequent uh, recent years. Um, but that's what, how we call, uh, call it a dry monsoon. Now, the Meteorological Agency here said precipitation in July will be similar or lower than the, the annual average. Are we expected to have less rain over the course of, of this year's summer? again, in spite of what felt like an annual supply in the space of just a couple of nights early this week? In Korea, uh, usually about half of rain per year, is, uh, it has to occur during summertime. And we really have to closely watch how much rain we're going to receive in July and August and probably up to early September. And that would kind of decide how much water we'll receive basically for entire year. Um, until like June or, or late June, we are receiving um, quite much rest rain compared to uh, climatology. So we hoped we will get more rain during some of this uh, uh, monsoon season and, uh, as we go into September, but we really have to close watch. Let's also address the regional imbalance uh, as those that really need relief from the drought, agriculture heavy or dependent areas, they are getting less. Is that situation set to continue throughout the summer? That's kind of really difficult to tell because uh, uh, in Korea, even though the east-west extension of the country is less than about 200 kilometers, but we have a mountainous region along the east coast, and east side of that mountainous region and west side, we have very different uh, climate regimes. And also, the north-south extension is quite long. That means when monsoon stays in the south, there's high chance we have the dry in the north and vice versa. So we really have to closely watch how much we're going to get and how the rainfall distributed uh, in summertime. And I hope it's going to be kind of more or less uniformly and uh general amount of rainfall, but we really, we really have to watch on it. I mean, why is that happening in the first place? Presumably, these farming regions developed because they were themselves experiencing more favourable conditions in the past, but 
uh, is it just a coincidence now that uh, areas of South Chungchong or South Chola are, are suffering the most from drought? Yes, uh, especially the Chungcheong region got uh, quite severe heat due to this uh, uh, spring drought. And um, But when we look at previous cases of drought, it's really depending on where we have monsoon rainfall occur mostly, and then the, the rest of the part rest part of the country kind of receiving less amount of rain. And it's uh, especially Chungcheong region because the, the drought happened in 2015, and we didn't get much of the relief in 16, and we are getting into uh, 2017, that drought season. Um, I, I think that's why the Chungcheong region got suffered this time most. But this, this regional imbalance is probably, you know, it's uh, firstly due to uh, topography and the locations. But there are some tendencies, especially in Chungcheong region, that we uh we want to further analyze uh, whether that what's the cause and then whether that's going to be continue uh, throughout the year and then in the, into the future. Mm. Well, now, one of the impacts here, uh, crop prices, we're just reflecting in our business news, how we're seeing some fruit and vegetables shooting up in price as a result of this. Um, but typhoons also cause a, a major problem, crossover often with the monsoon period and in fact long into september october we're likely to see the threat of of typhoons um what's it like this year i think that according to kma is is they uh it, they said that it's going to be close to normal the normal means uh in korea we are rece- we are having maybe one to two maximum no, no more than two typhoon per year d- during the, the season and typhoon has a kind of two effects. One, it brings more the precipitation. That's good things. Mm. But two, it has the wind damage and then severe, you know, not just only rainfall, but in short time, we have like a very heavy amount of rainfall. That is the problematic. So, you know, I hope that we'll get uh, a typhoon that doesn't cause much of damage, but it brings a lot of uh, precipitation. But that's just my hope. And, you know, according to KMA, and I, uh, that's only I can tell is is likely to be uh, close to normal conditions. So that means one, no more than two. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember my very first typhoon in in this country back in 2010, and it actually proved to be a fatal typhoon that was particularly damaging. And and sometimes they seem to come out of nowhere in terms of the the, the scale of damage. And, and we all do need to be alert to that, even in a even in a normal year, as we might describe it. Um, but yes, this right. year's monsoon season, uh, the the famous Changma, which is ever unpredictable year upon year, it it's apparently arrived a week later than the average, whatever the average can mean these days. D- does that mean it will likely also linger on a week later? Uh, is that a, a safe presumption to make, or is that uh, applying too much logic to an unpredictable situation? I, it, I would say that's uh, kind of too much. We we don't know, in, especially how long it will stay and how much rain it's going to uh, produce. Um, according to the KMA prediction, is going to be close to climatology and probably slightly less than that. That's what the prediction says. And we have about you know, we have gone through about a week of the Changma season, 
But then the rainfall characteristic in this Changma is kind of a spotty rather than kind of steady rain. And that's kind of a give us a bit of an alarm sign because we hope that in Changma we will have like a steady continuous rain. But let it, you know, instead of that, we are having heavy rain, rain spot at one location. But the other location, we just don't have much of rain. Yeah. And that's going to be a, you know, just, I start to worry about that. Yeah, that's that's one of the main points, really, to come out of this discussion this morning. But w- what about the, the, the dry lands? Can you talk to us about what is actually required for them to become moist again? If a, one or two heavy bursts of rain are not enough, what, what will do it? I think the, in terms of the you know, drought, there are two things uh, we need to consider. How much rain that we are receiving at this moment, and then how much we, rain we have it like a previous a month, previous three months or six months. So because of the soil uh, is working as a, like a buffer, and to even though, let's say, today we got a lot of rain, but that doesn't mean that we are out of the uh, drought because uh, there is a the deposit that we supposed to receive like one, let's say, uh, 1,000 millimeter. But this one-day rain or two-day rain give me a couple hundred millimeter, that is not going to be solving solving the drought conditions. So we have to see and we really have to hope and, you know, the rain will be more uh, generous uh, in in the summer season. But but do we need to look at the water storage system to do we need to take stronger measures so that we're not so reliant upon what the weather's doing so we don't keep finding ourselves in this position especially under the weight of climate change going forward yes i agree uh for example like australia and california they experienced like a 10-year drought five-year drought that long-term drought and then they introduced a very aggressive water conserving measure, measures from the government and by the citizens. And after they apply those type of uh, measures, what they do, what they come up is, let's say 50% of the water that we are using is going to be recycled back to the system. So we rely less and less to the, uh, the natural water system. So I think eventually Korea has to come up some sort of strategy to may not be the same same as uh, Australia or California's case, but something similar that we can conserve more water and we can uh, move forward under this kind of uncertain climate change era. So, obviously, it's important for all of us, even now, to think about how we can save water in our daily lives. Can, can you address that for us briefly? Uh, I, I, I'm thinking of of some of the traditional advice like taking a shower instead of a bath but actually in Korea most people um, take a a quick shower anyway although you know again it depends how long you're showering for and uh, and all sorts of other little areas of awareness that can add up and make the difference yeah I think one thing one immediate thing I can uh, think of is the kind of sewer, the Korea has a sewer system most cities and most of the part of the country but then the rain water is is not separated so in an easy way is if we can separate the rain water system pipe uh, and then that that we don't need to 
we don't need to even purify the water, so we can just use right away um, in the in the city system. So that could be one thing that I can think of. But of course, that requires lots of investment. Yeah. But you know, that's something we have to think about as we go into the future. So, like with many of our discussions on the environment, our own actions make a difference. But actually, we need political solutions business and investment solutions to to make that fundamental difference. Well, finally, speaking of the weather, yesterday was frankly uncomfortably hot. <laughs> uh, walking around in the midday sun, you could just feel it was it was like a sauna just coming back off the the road or or whatever was being reflected. Um, do we expect it to be hotter than usual this year? Well, <clears throat> I cannot for sure whether this particular year is going to be really the worst compared to the rest of the uh, cases but we are on you know we are living in the the global warming uh, era and the climate change era that means what we know is the number of hot days number of heat waves number of intense heat waves has been increasing last 50 years so in a way this year is not going to be any better than the uh, the last year, so it's, it's likely going to be hot days. Whether it's going to be worse than last year, that we have to, you know, that we I cannot tell for sure. But it's, it should be hot years. Yeah. Well, I remember we summers. talked about it being an unusually warm winter, and that we could expect a very hot summer. So at least it's not looking like it's going to be super extreme, although we did get heat wave warnings. I'm sure many of us sent to our phones yesterday, and we will, on this show, continue to keep you up to date when you need to watch out. It, it can be dangerous. Professor Yun Jin Ho of the Guangzhou Institute of Science and Technology, thank you very much for speaking with us. Thank you very much for having me.